0: this is bigger pockets daily no rest for us on a sunday i'm tyler and every day i read a different article from the bigger pockets real estate blog you can listen to one of these shows each day or you can go wild and binge through the whole catalog this isn't a new show and most of these articles outline concepts that stand the test of time okay almost time for the show we'll get right into it after this quick break
1: So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com
0: for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. App is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. Rent App, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app/landlord. That's rent.app/landlord. How a Michigan man lost his rental home over an eight-dollar tax bill by Paul Moore. You heard it right. Yuri Raffaelli is a small-time single-family home investor in Michigan. He's a retiree using single family rentals as a way to make ends meet. Like many bigger pockets investors, he's not backed by a corporate staff who dot every I and cross every T. Who would have guessed? He would lose his property over $8.41 in back taxes. This could happen to any of you. Listen on to make sure you're not a victim. The backstory Like many smart real estate investors, Raffaelli saw the last recession as a great time to buy. He acquired a single-family home in Southfield, Michigan for $60,000 in 2011. Southfield is a mostly nice suburb north of Detroit. After fixing up the home, this retired engineer put it on the rental market. About 30 months later, without his knowledge, the home was auctioned off for $24,500, all because of his $8.41 delinquent property tax bill. Raffaele, now 83 years old, lost the house and his income stream, and the county pocketed the proceeds from the sale. He's not alone. Over 100,000 others have lost their homes this way in Michigan alone. This all stemmed from a 1999 law that was passed to help Michigan streamline the process of repossessing abandoned homes in the wake of Detroit's economic woes. When I lived there 20-plus years ago, we heard there were 15,000 abandoned homes and buildings in the city of Detroit alone I understand the problem. Even if Oakland County had paid Yuri the $24,500 minus $8.41, this figure would pale in comparison to his $60,000 investment plus repairs. And it would not compensate him for years of lost rental income and the fact that this home has approximately doubled in value since 2011. How it happened. In 2012, Raffaelli was notified that he had underpaid his 2011 property taxes by almost $500. He made his following property tax payment on time and attempted to settle the debt with the county a year later in January 2013. Unfortunately, he did his own calculations of interest and penalties. He was $8.41 short of the county's figure. This bill ultimately grew to $285 with penalties and additional interest. Oakland County tried to collect the debt on numerous occasions. They mailed notices to the property address and these notices were apparently discarded by the tenants. They also mailed notices to Yuri's personal address, but he had moved out of state and forgot to notify the county. Apparently, the county didn't have the automatic address update feature with the USPS. In 2014, the county seized this home along with 11,000 others and put them on the auction block. Someone got a steal on this one. Raffaele was unaware of all of this and continued to make annual property tax payments. He realized something was amiss when he stopped getting rent payments from the tenants who no longer lived at the confiscated home. Both the county court and the court of appeals ruled in the county's favor. Raffaele has now appealed to the state's Supreme Court. It's expected that the case will be decided by next summer. So you're not a Michigan property owner? You may still be a victim if you own property in 14 other states with similar laws. Avoiding disaster. I think the lessons here are pretty obvious, but let's review them. Number one, don't calculate your own interest in penalties. Yuri is an engineer, and the math was certainly not the issue. We can all imagine how a mistake like this could have been made. Number two, don't count on the government to forward your mail. I've moved twice in the past five years. My mail was automatically forwarded and the address changed on 95% plus of my mail. I didn't have to fill out a lot of pesky forms. But when you know that one important piece of mail was not forwarded as I expected? It almost caused me serious problems. Number three, don't count on your tenants to forward mail to you this is not in their lease provisions. They also may not receive mail without their name on it or realize what it is. Number four, consider outsourcing your real estate investments. My wife's uncle bled to death when his drunk buddy pulled his tooth in a bar. He should have gone to a professional. If you are a full-time real estate investor, go for it. You can set up the systems and staff to do everything you need to do to succeed. But if you have a well-paying full-time job or like Yuri, are trying to enjoy your retirement, consider outsourcing critical functions to a professional property manager or passively investing with a professional syndicator. I'm regularly reminded that many investors work far harder than they need to to make less than they could. Don't make that mistake. Okay, that about wraps up today's show. If you're hungry for more visual content, did you know BiggerPockets has a YouTube channel? You can find series, investment property walkthroughs, live videos, and more. Just go to youtube.com biggerpockets or biggerpockets.com YouTube. Either way, see you back here tomorrow.